Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. The OTC Player of the Week is back, and 2023's first recipient is University of Minnesota commit Cameron Chard. Cameron hit 636 with four home runs, nine RBIs, and five runs scored while playing with the Starters 16U National Smite team last weekend at the HNC HFL Alliance National Qualifier in Woodbury, Minnesota. Fantastic job, Cameron. Best of luck moving forward, and of course, with the Golden Gophers. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with the University of North Texas and University of Oklahoma alum and current member of the USSSA Pride of the WPF, Hope Troutwine. Hope has had a remarkable career to date. She is a 2022 national champion with the Sooners, where she would also be named to the Women's College World Series All-Tournament team. She was a 2022 All-Big 12 First Team selection, was named the 2021 Conference USA Pitcher of the Year, and is also the only player in NCAA Division I history to ever throw an immaculate perfect game with 21 strikeouts. We're going to talk to Hope about getting her start in the game, her unorthodox recruiting process to North Texas, that crazy 21 strikeout perfect game performance in April of 2021, of course last year's national title with the Sooners, joining the pride in the newly formed WPF, and much, much more. Hope was an absolute pleasure to chat with. I know everyone's going to enjoy this episode. I can't wait to see what's in store for her in 2023. And hey, if you're already this far in, why not subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on and go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to make sure you don't miss a thing from us here at OTC. We're constantly posting awesome softball content. Now, come on, hurry up, go, go follow us. <laughs> anyway, now with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. What I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I got the world in my palm Like stand action and song Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that anything goes go we are happy to have on with us today 2022 national champion with the oklahoma sooners current member of the USSSA pride in the wpf and the only player in ncaa division one history to throw an immaculate perfect game with 21 k's the one and only hope Troutwine. hope thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for having me how are things going down in the great state of texas it's pretty nice so far. Unseasonably warm, but can't complain. Yeah, you were saying that uh, before we start recording here, uh, your mom's 60th birthday had the little gathering at the beach. Yes, the whole family was in on it. She had no idea. We rented a beach house and went down there, and she had a blast. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. How many? How many were you of you know the family were, was there? Um, I believe there are 21 of us there. Oh wow! A lot of aunts, uncles, cousins. The wow. whole family showed up. Wow, nice, nice. Now, was that something you know to go along with the holidays, or or was that after Christmas? Oh, it was right after New Year's. So oh, okay. Celebrated New Year's, and then I have a cousin who's born on New Year's Day, and then we just went to the beach right after. Oh, and she had no idea. Wow, a lot of family, a lot of family yes. events going on at one time family. there. <laughs> so, how were the holidays? Oh, they were great. I mean, this time of year is my favorite because. You know, I'm away most of the year mm. in Oklahoma, and then I get to come home and just enjoy the holidays. 
Um, so it's pretty great. Right on. Now, uh, before we get to the first segment on the podcast here, I got to talk about the YouTube video with Eric Sam because it's still fresh in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) First off, I got to say that home run was foul. Like, I thought so too, but he says hit track. Oh, come on. The way you come off the bat, like that, if that was out in the open field, that would have pulled foul. Like, come on, (laughs) come on, Eric. And the, the other thing that like, that me, I was like, why the frig does that catcher not wearing a cup? Like, what, what oh, was he doing? I know. Like, I know. I was scared, <laughs> honestly. But he held up well. He had a couple incidents here and there, but he ended up all right. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, luckily, that one that, that got him was a change up. Because yes. <laughs> oh, he would not be walking. <laughs> he would not be walking. So how did that uh, how did that come about with Eric? Oh, I've watched Eric for forever. Um, I've watched all his TikToks and, mm-hmm. you know, my cousin originally showed me and was like, hey, you should just like DM him and see. And so a couple of um, my friends and I, we DM'd him and they were like, hey, you should check out Hope Troutwine. Like she just won a national champion, pro pitcher. Um, and then I DM'd him and he was like, oh yeah. He was like, I've, I'm so into softball. Like, I'd love to have you out. And so like, I flew out there and they were so welcoming and we had so much fun. Um, really gr- big, like fun group of guys, good mm. group of guys. And we made a, re- a lot of really fun content. Oh, man, it, it, it definitely it was awesome to watch. And like you said, it seemed like they were a great group of guys for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I'm I like that you beamed them at the end <laughs> just for good measure. <laughs> I told him I told him I said. I'm going to hit you one of these at bats and you're not going to go no win and you're not going to know like where I'm going to hit you. And he knew it was, I got 10 at bats against him and it was our last at bat and I still hadn't hit him yet. And so he knew it was coming and he dodged the first two pitches that were coming right at him. And then I finally hit him. <laughs> and he was a good sport about it. He wanted to know what it felt like. And so it was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. You got him in a good spot, too. I mean, that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he stuck it out there. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So we, I got a little thing that we do with every episode here uh, to start off. We call it Quick Pitches. I'm going to throw out some, uh, you know, just random questions to you and, you know, answer them as best you can. (laughs) Okay. All right. First one. I always start with this one. If you had to live off one food for a week, what is it? Sandwiches. (laughs) Sandwiches? (laughs) You can put anything in a sandwich. Yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. I guess you could switch it up. I love sandwiches. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I, I don't think anybody's ever said that before. Wow. Thank you. All right. Uh, best thing about growing up in Texas. I think the Texas culture. Everyone loves being a Texan. Yeah. I, uh, I, I had the chance to go to Texas once. I was supposed to play in a fast pitch tournament down there, but uh, I had like a, something happened to family and I ended up not being able to go down. And I really wish I could have because that would have been my like my chance to get to Texas. And I really would like to get down. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about Texas is like, everyone thinks they're that being a Texan is the best thing ever. And that we're better than everyone else. I just, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Proper way to be. What? Next one here. Uh, Biggest thing you love at Oklahoma. Oh, definitely the people. Everyone's so friendly and welcoming. And they love them some Sooners, and I love being part of that community. Right on, right on. Uh, next, uh, what's your go-to song to get you motivated? Okay, I love Britney Spears. <laughs> Brit. I love her. Um, I've loved her since I was a kid, and like pretty much anything by her, I love her. So you're like getting ready for a game and hit me baby one more time. You got to put that on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Oops. I did it again. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, If you could go back and play one game again, what one is it? Um, I think I would want to relive the national championship game. That one, it was so full of energy and it was that was my favorite game I think I've played. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later on here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any superstitions or rituals before a game? My hair has to be in a braid. 
Okay. That's the one rule I have. There are some really, really superstitious people out there. Um, a lot of superstition comes from our team, but I do my hair the exact same way every single time. Even now that I'm out of college, I do it the same. And I feel like if I change it up, I'm like, oh, well, that that's why mm. everything, that, <laughs> everything that comes out of it is because there's a braid in yeah. the hair or there isn't. Yeah. Hey, that's what athletes are like though. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. silly things like that. I mean, like with me, everything yeah. I got to put, go everything on the left side on first, like left sock, left pant leg, left cleat. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> now it's just, yeah. it's just how I'm programmed. Even like everyday dress, I got to put my left leg in first and my like, it's just silly things like that. I don't know why, but that's what athletes do. Um, that's funny. <laughs> two more here. Uh, okay. Favorite University of North Texas uniform combination? Oh, my goodness. So my freshman year, we wore pinstripes, white with black pinstripes. Oh, nice. And I loved that uniform. Nice. Um, but we also had the black on black uniform, and that one was Those so are sharp. cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw and that And I one. don't think they wear pinstripes anymore. Um, but I, man, I loved my pinstripe uniform when I, my freshman year before we got new coaches. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything ball related with pinstripes, I think is sharp. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so classic. It's yes. so clean. Yeah. I think that's a, I hate the Yankees, but it's true. I mean, it's a Yankee <laughs> thing. But anyway, um, last one here. Uh, how shocked were you to get proposed to at the Dallas Mavericks game? <laughs> oh my goodness. This is my favorite story to tell people. I love the video, by the way. That was amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, that I think that was just the best because I had no idea it was. We we had to go through a lot of hoops to make that happen. Oh no doubt. In the first place, mm. um, because I I threw the twenty one strikeout perfect game, mm. and the week after, you know, it was Mark Cuban called my coach, called my head coach, and was like, "Let's have the team out," but you know, at the time, it wasn't nil. It wasn't, we weren't allowed to take any extra benefits. Right. So we had to file a waiver through the NCAA before the game even happened. So the game was on a Tuesday and we filed this waiver like on a Sunday and we didn't get approved till like that day. Wow. So we didn't even know that we, if we could go and my family was trying to come up. Um, but my parents had COVID at the time. So it turned out my fiance Dom had to go to my house with like a mask and my parents were on the opposite side of the house and he showed them the ring from like down the hallway and <laughs> um and then he drove up later and him and my head coach and my best friend they all made it happen within like one to two days wow so so many hoops and I was already so excited and so caught off guard with, you know, being called by Mark Cuban in the first place. Yeah, really. The whole honoring thing. I was just like living in a dream. And then this happened. And it truly was one of the best days of my life. And it's one of my favorite stories to tell. No doubt. I mean, if anybody wants to see it, they can go on your Instagram page and it's on there. And I, I've watched it and I love it. And I mean, Dom did a great job at you know, just going along, playing the game. And uh, I mean, it's just a great video. I love videos like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, surprise proposals or I don't know. I'm just a sucker for that kind of thing. But uh. thank you. I cry every time I watch it. (laughs) It's like one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Um, All right. Let's get on to your career. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell us how Young Hope got her start in the game. I actually didn't start playing um, until a little bit later. Most girls who are at the caliber um, start when they're really young, but I didn't start until I was 10 or 11 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, my brother played baseball, my dad played baseball, and my sister had played baseball. And it was kind of like a little FOMO, like (laughs) your siblings are outside playing catch and you're just kind of watching from the window and... But I wasn't into it um, until I was just like, you know what, Dad? Like, I want to play softball, I think. So my parents signed me up for Little League that fall. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good at all. Um, I didn't want to be a pitcher until I went to a high school game and I saw a pitcher warming up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she does that thing with her arm. It's so cool. She's like waving it in a circle. I'm like, <laughs> I want to be a pitcher. And we had no idea what to do. I, I told my coach I wanted to be a pitcher. And he was like, 
no, like you're going to be a third baseman. <laughs> and, you know, I was always a, a, a really big girl. I was mm. always the biggest one on the team, the strongest one on the team, even as a kid. And so he was like, no, you're going to be a third baseman and a power hitter. Oh. And I was like, oh, but, but dad, I really want to be a pitcher. So dad was like, you know, what? okay, like we're going to do it. Um, he watched a bunch of YouTube videos and basically for the first couple of years, it was just me and him in my backyard and he used to make me hit the glove 20 times in a row and before I could go back inside and then it turned into 25 and 30 and then it was 40 (laughs) and it was pretty much just me and him. And then whenever it was time to start learning other pitches that weren't fastball, we went to a pitching coach and that's when you learn mm-hmm. the different maneuvering of the pitches. And it was the same thing. It was like every day we'd go outside and I would throw 30 fastballs, 20 changeups, 20 curveballs, And it was like, all right, you just got to do re- repeat, 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 reps, reps, reps. And right. my dad was there through it all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, can you remember, I'm trying, like I have, my daughter's seven years old right now. And I mean, I've been pitching for 35 years now and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get her to like, we'll catch outside. And that's the only way she'll throw is, you know, whip, but she doesn't know, you know, the mechanics of it and, you know, having to step forward and, and all that. So, I mean, can you remember for yourself trying to learn that side of it? Was that, was, was that kind of tough or, you know, I mean, or can you remember? I mean, that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I mean, most of it was self-taught. So yeah. I was just trying to throw it as hard as I could. And it's like in my <laughs> early pitching days, <laughs> it was like you either got hit by a pitch or you struck out. <laughs> I would just cry and cry every time I hit a girl. I would just cry out there on the mound because I felt so I'm bad. Sorry. I'm like sorry. It hurt so bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And, but I, like, I was so much bigger than all the girls my age mm. and I threw so hard in 12U that it hurt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> the girls would cry and then I would cry. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. Wow. And so I was like, I was like tired of it. I was like, I can't be hitting these girls anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> and um, that's when I learned to, I guess, reel it in a little bit mm. and, go for more accuracy over throwing it as hard as I could. But um, I guess like mechanical talk didn't really start for me until high school um, when I got a newer pitching coach, a little bit more advanced. And then we actually started talking about using your body efficiently. And then of course I, I really didn't learn a lot of this stuff until I went to college. And I say this all the time, but if I would have known what I learned my freshman year in high school, then I probably would have been so much better. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get in with there with the, you know, top tier coaches, I mean, they can, they can change your game for sure. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, let's, uh, let's talk about your high school and travel ball. I mean, any, uh, is there any big memories that stick out for you? Um, I would say my senior year, so my senior year, our head coach, um, passed away like randomly, Oh wow! It, we yeah we it was just something had happened. He had a heart attack, and my senior year we were predicted to win our district and go through this, and we ended up winning our district for one of the first times. And our it had been a really long time since our school did that. Mm. Um, but I mean, I had known this guy since I was a kid. I went to all the high school camps and middle school, and I'd played for him for three years, and so it was it was really hard to go through that, but our, our team, we were, we were so blessed to have a coach like that. And we really banded together Mm. to do that. And we ended up going the furthest we've ever gone in playoffs. And that year I got district pitcher of the year. Um, and that was kind of, all right. I was like, okay, I I think I'm ready to go off into college. Like this is what my coach would have wanted. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I, I mean. I was going to ask about the the whole recruiting process, I, and, and one of my questions I have here was, I mean, was there a point that you can remember that you were like, "Oh, I might be pretty good at this pitching thing"? I mean, you pretty much touched on it right there. Was that one of the points? Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Where it was like, I knew that I could compete, and I wanted to compete against anybody, but that moment I was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually when I was getting recruited, it was before the rule changed. So I was recruited very early in oh, my high right. school career. Yeah. That's and right, I had yeah. 
I had committed to a junior college my sophomore year of high school. So 14, 15 years old making decisions. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful for the old change now because I mean, well, it makes sense. It makes sense. Or better for it. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I can't imagine myself making a, a when I was 14 or 15 saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is what I want to do when I, I graduate high school. Like, <laughs> right. You don't know what you're going on at 14 or 15. Yeah. yeah. So but ultimately I had committed to that junior college. Right. Um, and then my senior year of high school, the coach of that junior college had gotten a head position somewhere else and did not want to take me with her. And the new junior college coach did not want me committed there. So I was basically dropped my senior year of high school, um, like with nowhere to go. I had no idea what I was going to do. Wow. Um, and I ended up going to an uncommitted seniors camp with all these other girls who are in the same position as me, like nowhere to go. And signing day was coming up and, Um, I saw Coach Key. She was the head coach of North Texas Mm -hmm. back then. Um, And she, I remember I pitched one game and she came up to me and she goes, now let me ask you a question. Like, why in the world are you not committed? (laughs) And I was like, well, I was committed to this school, but the coach left and went to this other school and like nobody wanted me. So here I am. And she was like, okay, I want you on a visit next weekend. Oh, nice. So I went and I, it was like one door closes, another one opens and mm-hmm. it ended up working out perfectly for me. And now I am where I am. So what was the visit like? I, well, I, I had only been on that one visit yeah. to junior college. So, um, I mean, obviously the differences between the two schools were great, but my head, I, my head coach was like, this is how this is our program and this is how we're going to build this thing around you. Mm -hmm. And like, this is what you can offer to me. And I, I want that day in and day out. And it just like, I just remember I was like, this is exactly what I asked for. Like this is my prayers have been answered. This is, this is the reason why I went through all of this. And it was just like this moment where I was like, I'm meant to be here. Nice. So how, how close to home was it? North Texas is three and a half hours away. Oh, okay. So not that, not that bad then. I mean, no, not that bad. Oh, wow. So, uh, you get there and, uh, Mm -hmm. what's the biggest thing you remember about arriving on campus? I think my first day practice. Oh yeah. I was like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) This is not like, this is a whole new game. (laughs) And I remember like thinking every single person on this team was the best player on their high school team and like you know when in high school you play and you're it's like okay you have to watch out for like maybe two three four in the lineup well it's like every person on the team was their four hole batter and I was like how do I raise my mental capacity to compete against that Mm -hmm. one through nine instead of just turning it on for a few batters you know yeah so I remember my freshman year just trying to deal with that yeah and just like raising my caliber of competition and then the weight room the weight room i think changed my life i'd never really lifted weights seriously or heavily right and the weight room had made such a difference on my movements and how efficient my body could be and my speed um i think that was the two biggest things i learned right now going into that now you said like i didn't know the whole you know you went to a to like a camp to get noticed before recruit, like, you know, you know what I mean? Um, going in, like going in that freshman season, did you have like, before the season actually physically started, did you have like kind of self doubts about, you know, can I play at this level or anything like that? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, another unique thing about my freshman year was we only had three freshman pitchers on staff. That was our whole staff. A couple of our upperclassmen had shoulder pains and ended up getting surgery. So oh my. our entire staff for the year was three freshmen. Oh, so you're getting thrown no right experience. into the fire. Wow. Right. With wow. no experience. The most experience we'd had before season started was inner squads yeah. against our own batters. Hmm. Wow. And we, I re- we really leaned on each other through that. Right. But, I mean, it was 
it was difficult, okay. very difficult. Yeah. And I was scared <laughs> pretty much all preseason. I had, I was terrified yeah. going against sometimes senior all Americans. And yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm 18 playing against 22 year olds. So how do I deal with that? But yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's a different mindset, I guess. Um, mm. You just got to know you can beat anyone with one pitch and run with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you remember that first win? Yes, I do. <laughs> I was going to say, I got, I got the line score right here. Four, four and two thirds, <laughs> five, five strikeouts. Big, yes, uh, I do remember that. I, I remember we went to North Carolina and it was raining and super cold that trip. And my parents got to watch for the first time me in college and that was really special well you're talking about raining and cold i got a your first no hitter yeah like i went through that and it it was 39 and raining and you threw a no hitter that was the worst (laughs) like (laughs) that was miserable how do i there's no physical way i could have thrown in that way like when i saw that i was like that's impressive you know a no hitter is always impressive (laughs) but to do it in those conditions like that's amazing like what like what what do you remember about that game you know obviously the weather (laughs) oh that that trip was horrible it was so cold the whole time and it was it was raining and i remember wearing my puffy jacket every single inning the entire inning and waiting as long as i could to go out there in lots and lots of hand warmers yeah I'd be like, I, I would have been like, can I pitch in this puffy jacket? <laughs> I know. I remember I was, I had layers on layers on layers underneath and college is where I learned like how to pack it on and still yeah. be able to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so that freshman year, what do you think was, you know, your biggest takeaway that you would have got from that year? Um, <sighs> Uh, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway was to just like go for it. Um, I remember that season we had been in line for first place in our conference and just had a really bad weekend, but we were so close. And I remember like I could almost taste it, how close we were to a conference championship. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of set my mindset up for the next year. Like we're going to win conference and we're going to do it because we know how. Yeah. Um, and just like taking that and just being hungry for next year. I remember I was so excited and I had all my goals listed for my sophomore year and every day in the off season, like over the summer, I looked at my goals and that was what I wanted. I don't think a lot of athletes actually do that. And it's, I think it's something they should do is, you know, have, have those going in the season, have those goals, like have Mm -hmm. something that's obtainable and you want to do because I mean, if you can visually see it, I mean it, it it works well wonders for the mind. I mean that's just right. my personal opinion. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we had new coaching staff come in, which is really great. Oh, we got right. to see, yeah. We, yeah, we got to see um, different sides of programs and just really kind of learn and evolve from all of it. Mm. That that yeah that that would help a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to jump ahead here. Uh, 2020, you guys uh, get off to a fantastic start before things got shut down. You personally were 11 and one, 1.64 ERA. How hard was that time for you personally? Cause I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty there for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, That was hard. I think emotionally Mm. because it was like, what do we, what do we do now? Um, and then, you know, COVID hits and some of my best friends were seniors and nobody stayed to play their fifth year on our team. Oh, really? So that was, yeah, that was, I think that was very difficult to bounce back and kind of like, okay, like how do I train now? Like, is there even going to be a next season? And like, what, what am I going to do? Um, but yeah, our our coaches had these like monthly Zoom meetings, just kind of check in, check on how everyone was doing. And no, I feel like nobody wanted to really like talk about softball. It was it was kind of too hard. But like we like I said again, like we knew what it felt like to be so good. And so I guess that hunger, it just helps keep you going mm. whenever you go through times like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean you got you you got word that, you know you coming back for 2021 and of course you get that extra season as well, which was, I mean, that had to be huge, 
you know, mm-hmm. big time for everybody involved. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, going into that 2021 season, did you have like a different mindset or anything, you know, maybe a, a bit more appreciation going in after that, you know, everything happened? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of the seniors came back and for alumni day and it was, it was like they never left and they got to like kind of pretty much say like, we're so glad we see you guys doing this and mm. like never take it for granted. Um, but like during quarantine, you know, being in Austin, there's a lot of girls that I played with growing up and cause central Texas is a huge softball kind of hot spot. Right. And so we all got to kind of get together and train together through the quarantine. So once we heard, got word that the next season was happening and that we were going to be able to play college sports, it was like, all right, let's get grind time here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a bunch of friends from kind of all over and we all trained together and we got to kind of stay ready. So we don't have to get ready yeah. because we were going through that like, yeah. six seven month quarantine yeah i mean so yeah that was tough times for sure i mean yeah yeah. but i mean i mean you start the season off pretty good and i mean and by pretty good i mean ridiculously i mean (laughs) six two win over southeastern louisiana you allow five hits and strike out you know a measly 21 (laughs) i mean (laughs) not a bad way to start the season what (laughs) yeah Yeah, that game was cold too that game was freezing well, I, that's what I find funny about the, you know, NCAA season starting in February, because a lot of t- it's, you know, unless you're like in Southern California or, or Southern Florida, like there's a lot of times in February and like down like, you know, Texas, Northern Texas, Louisiana, all there. It can get cold. Wait, that was when Texas froze over. Oh, right. That that's was, right, too. Yeah, that trip. I, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot this. So that trip, it was in, it was like a six or seven hour bus ride home. And we were driving through a blizzard. And oh, I remember wow. at one point, our bus driver was like, um, I'm going to pull over because I cannot see. And <laughs> at, at least remember, at least he didn't say, uh, I don't know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> oh, well, she was great. She was very professional and she kept us safe the whole she yeah. like put on an announcement like move to the center aisle and put your seatbelt on mm. and i remember like texting my parents like i love you and <laughs> i was so scared the whole time coming home from that and then we get home and we we lost power for days oh, that's right too yeah yeah and my roommate at the time she had an aunt who just had like a newborn baby like four month old baby and they were moving to dallas and their house had no power and it was too cold for their baby. So they came and stayed with us for a whole week. Wow. So we had this ice storm. We had rolling blackouts. Luckily, we didn't lose power for that long. But my apartment was in the same parking lot as a Bucky's. So every day we'd walk over to Bucky's and Bucky's was like pouring out the the brisket sandwiches and the sausage sandwiches do you know what bucky's is not a clue and i was just like what oh is bucky's <laughs> bucky's is the best gas station on the history of the planet it's like a home goods store <laughs> mixed with a deli mixed with a, like a regular gas station mixed with like clothing and accessory like it is the greatest gas station wow. it's, it's texas themed <laughs> and they they make they have their own like smokers and grillers in the back. No and way! They make all their homemade kolaches and they make brisket and chopped pork, and they they literally fed us the entire. We called it snowpocalypse. <laughs> they fed us, and I knew like my other girls or my other teammates who were living in the same apartment as us. We like went over and like brushed our teeth there. In the mornings. Oh, Bucky's. We were able to buy milk for my my friend's aunt's baby at Bucky's. Like, they kept us pretty much the city of Denton alive. That's unreal. Shout out to Bucky's. Wow. Yes. Shout out Bucky's <laughs> for sure. That's amazing. That's amazing. When we're done here, I'm definitely Googling Bucky's just so I yes, can see what this is all about. <laughs> oh, my. That's awesome. Um, well, let's talk about April 11th, 2021. Um. Did you throw a game that day? Uh, <laughs> did you ever? Uh, three nothing win over Arkansas Pond Bluff. First ever mm-hmm. twenty one strikeout, immaculate, perfect game in Division One history. 
walk us through that game. But here's one thing that, you know, doing my research, of course, I see the videos and everything. Did did you not know that you were had that many strikeouts? No idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. See, do you find do you, do you do you find cuz this is me personally like when you get over 10 in a game you're just kind of like you just keep throwing and it's kind of like oh okay then you get done the game you're like oh I had 15 Ks in that game. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay, well, walk us through it. Okay. Um well, I mean that game we we had a game plan of shoot the zone pretty much. And my sweet catcher, her name was Ashlyn. She was a freshman. She worked with me so well. Um, it was pretty much just me and her in that game. And I was so locked in. And I know when I'm really locked in to a game is when I'm surprised that I miss. Oh, and yeah. I I just remember thinking how locked in I was in that game. And our, our offense was struggling a little bit that game. So I just remember thinking, like, we got to get back in this dugout. Like, yeah. I'm just going to stay out here, get my little three outs, and then go back in because we need to score some runs. And like, I felt like I was so on the same page as my catcher and she worked with me so well and got me a lot of those strikes. Um, but like, I really had no idea. I was just trying to get back in the dugout the whole time. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So obviously, was that a change your life kind of game? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. like not only my life, but. Like I saw a women's sports event like on the news, like it was, it was so big for what like all of us women are trying to do for college athletics. Right. It was so big. And I remember like, um, at the time I was in master's classes, I was getting my, I am getting my MBA currently, um, but I, I just started my MBA that semester and every day I had to listen to like the New York times and like I was on the New York Times and I remember I was like, oh, my gosh, like I, I read this for class. <laughs> like, I was like, I wonder if my classmates are going to see this. <laughs> like, like, I wonder if my professor is going to see this. And then it was like the New York Times and um, like all these big publications. And I just remember thinking like this is so huge because this is a an athletic event that for women's athletics and like. Right little girls everywhere are going to see this and like not not only that but like north texas athletics that's huge mm. and like we're we were a mid-major trying to break through and trying to you know evolve our program and like it was so big for that oh it was it ever i mean you were on the mlb network i mean I know, how crazy, crazy was that so crazy i'm like i used to watch those like i <laughs> Like I watched those with my family, all this stuff. And like my grandma even sent me a news article in the mail. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like it was so amazing. That's a, your grandma sent you a news article in the mail. That's, yes, that's so old she school. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's so great. Um, well, plus you, I mean, like you said, you also got, you know, Mark Cuban calling you to go to the mm -hmm. Dallas Mavericks game. I mean, like, and we got to go to a Rangers game. Our whole team got a suite. Like it was, it really? was so cool. Wow. And it was just so amazing to see like what I was able to do to get the ball rolling. Yeah. And I mean, like people still talk about it and it's like, this is the impact that women's sports can have. It, it gives me chills every time. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Now, uh, of course the, the season didn't end how you want it to, but I mean, right. how special was your time at uh, North Texas? Oh, incredibly special. They like that school. I, I love dearly and they made me into the player I am and all the trials and tribulations just set me up for life and on the field and off the field. Like, I'm not the person I am without UNT mm -hmm. and I will always have a huge part in my heart for the girls there. And uh, I can't say enough about that school. If you're into online sports betting, well, we have the app for you. I'm telling you right now, I use it personally, and it's helped me cash out at the highest odds possible a few times now. You see, betting lines have different odds at each sportsbook. By using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all sportsbooks to ensure you are finding the best value available for each wager. 
It's like using Trivago to find the best deals possible, essentially. I'm sure everyone has used Trivago at one point in their lives. Well, by using BetStamp, that's exactly what you're doing in the sports betting world by trying to find the best payback for your buck. I'm telling you right now, this app is awesome. Go download it today and use the referral code OTC. Well, what are you waiting for? Do it now. Again, that code is OTC. So what led to the transfer to Oklahoma? Um, it was a hard decision to make, but I, I just gotten engaged and I'd gotten my degree and I had, you know, spent my four years at North Texas. And so as you know, maybe I'll throw a hand in the transfer portal. And then, you know, when, when coach Gasso calls you, you, <laughs> you don't send it to voicemail. <laughs> no, no. You're like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yes. So I'm, I remember I was like, Oh my gosh, like coach Gasso's in my email inbox right now. <laughs> and then she said, all right, I'll give you a call soon. And I sat by my phone, me and my best friend, and we watched and we waited until the phone rang. <laughs> I was so excited to talk to her because she's Coach Gasso, you know, she's larger than life. Legendary. And yes. And so I was so excited for her phone call. So um, how crazy was it, you know, going, you know, to the top rank program in the country? I could not believe she was talking to me. So whenever... I guess she, whenever she found out that I was in the transfer portal, she was getting her hair done. Like she was about to go on the interview because they were about to go into, I think, supers or regionals um, mm. into the NCAA tournament. So she was getting her hair done because she was about to get an interview. And she left her hair appointment to call me. Wow. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this woman's an important woman. And she's like making time for me. And she just made me feel so special and like I was kind of a piece of the puzzle and you know there's some anxiety that comes with that mm. being a part of a team that has you know this huge name and ex expectations that you know Oklahoma has for its Sooners yeah. or the softball world has for OU and Coach Gasso listened and she put me in touch with Coach Rocha who's amazing i think she's the best pitching coach in america and they were able to like really understand what i was feeling and reassure and that is ultimately why i chose them nice nice so i mean you get there what was uh what were some of the biggest differences you found when you got there i mean besides the level of talent of course um i think it, like I said before, the biggest difference was, you know, expectations. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Like our, the fans are amazing and, and they ride or die with their Sooners. And, you know, I just want to make them feel, I just want to make them happy. And I wanted to make the university proud and really just add on to that championship mindset. Mm. And I think that was the biggest thing that I had to do was like, I, I wanted so badly to be, to make this team great. Yeah. And yeah. everyone at there kind of brought me along and helped me out. And we ultimately did that. And it was, it was so fulfilling. And another thing that happens in that program is that like you learn lessons that make you a better person and not only a better player, but you can you you grow in your faith, and that was a, also another huge thing. Is that the the team is very faith centered, and I believe that's one of the reasons why everyone is the way they are. Right. And it's because we know we're not just softball players, and yeah. so that like that totally changed my whole mindset on everything. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 huge. I mean, mm -hmm. and it, it it's it's a working recipe. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, stats, you know, win loss record speaks for itself. And I mean, the quality of people that come out of there afterwards. I mean, you uh, know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, how cool was it uh, being a part of Jocelyn's history ride there? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That was that is a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. Absolutely. I don't think there was a dry eye in the place. <laughs> Um, and you know, Jocelyn, I could say just as much about her 
as a person as I can about her talent. And she's very, very talented. And, but the reason why is because she's such a good teammate and she's such a hard worker and every ounce of her talent has come from her hard work. So that is a moment I will remember forever. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, and that, you know what I find, you know, I found that was another thing that was putting eyes on the women's game was, mm-hmm. you know, what she was doing and going for the record. And I mean, that put a lot of eyes on it and, and that's big for our game. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to catch that record either. No. Well, Tiram, I mean, she's, you know, what she got, how many, she got two years left or three. Uh, yeah, this is her junior year. She has the season and next season. Yeah. I don't know. It's close. It's, but those two, those two grew up together. They were so close. So yeah. I know if we had those two going head to head, like it would be pretty special to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that it's always like, I mean, the fact that Jocelyn took over Lauren, it was OU as well. I mean, it just speaks volumes for the program. Yeah. And now Jocelyn is playing in Lauren's league. That's right. Yes. We'll get on. We'll get to that WP in a sec. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk about the Women's College World Series first. Um, I mean, you guys make it no brainer. Uh, what was that atmosphere like for you? I have never played at the Hall of Fame before. Um, actually, before that season, we would played a tournament there during spring break. Um, but before that, it was only at half capacity. So when I was there, I just remember thinking how loud it was during spring break. And that was only half the stands being full. And then you get to the World Series and you look around and there's, you know, 12, almost 13,000 people there. And it's like, I can't even hear myself think. <laughs> there were so many people. And I know at Marina Hines Stadium, like we sell out every single game. Mm. But our stadium only fits 3,000. And it gets very, very loud there. Mm. I don't even know if it fits 3,000. It might fit less. But um, I remember Lindsay Elam, our, my catcher, she told me to like look up one time, soak it in, and then don't look up the rest of the time. So my very first day, that's what I did. And it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, we get it done or we don't. And I wanted to get it done so bad. But also, like Coach Gasso let us all know that this nothing defines us. And like, yeah, this is our this is our show. This is what we work for. But don't let it consume you Mm -hmm. because it's it's not who you are. And so I was Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what kind of helped me through the whole thing. It's like, okay, you get it done or you don't, but it's you're going to be okay no matter what, because you are a child of the king and that already makes you special. And so just doing this to glorify him will just make it even greater. Yeah. And so that's just kind of what we did. We just we did it because that's what we work for and that's kind of our mindset in the whole series. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you went out and got it done and you personally, you'd be named to the all tournament team. Uh, <laughs> walk us through the final. I mean, how special was it to be on there for, you know, for the final out? I mean, <laughs> that must've been just crazy. Oh yeah. Well, I, at the same time I was put in, you know, Jossie gets her oh, standing right. ovation. Right, it's right, so right. emotional so emotional and everyone's cheering for her and coach comes out and puts me in and I was like okay like, I don't know if you watched that game but it wasn't my best outing oh <laughs> yeah you know it's like this moment where it's like oh it's so close you can almost touch it like yeah. this is the moment and you know I think I I got a little out of the moment um but I was able to reel it back in and it was it was rewarding. The whole the whole tournament was so rewarding, um, and emotional. And my whole family got to be there, and it was just so amazing. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I actually brought that. Up. I t- actually totally forgot about the you know Jocelyn being taken out, and then <laughs> you coming in. And what Ooh, you, yeah. you you pin somebody, and then. Was there a three-run shot? I'm trying to... Oh, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think I'd like walk someone. I'd hit someone. Were, were you like, oh, ball. no. Oh, no. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing right now? I was like, this is the last out. Like, all I have to do is get one out. Yeah. And then I was able to get it. So... Actually, you know, I, so I think I remember listening to... Uh, I watched the presser at the end with Coach 
gasoline i think she mentioned it and, and she like put the blame on jt or something like that <laughs> i was like oh that's hilarious <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's so emotional yeah. it's it's when you're in that moment it's so hard to mm. reel it back in yeah but yeah. i was glad that i was able to for the team so thank yeah. goodness <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely i mean and you got to do something that you know you're definitely gonna remember for the rest of your life and and have with you for the rest of your life so i mean (laughs) that's amazing and and of course you're you're still there are you not you're still in oklahoma and so i am you took on a graduate the coaching position is it yes i am and i will graduate in may with my mba that i've been working on for forever it seems like right on um and then hopefully take that into my future career awesome Awesome. So what, uh, so what role are you going to, are you going to play with the team? Um, I am currently under our pitching coach, Jennifer Rocha, Mm -hmm. and I'm just soaking up all the information. I, I tell her all the time, like, I wish I could have been here for more than one year and just learned and been able to soak up anything. And that's what I'm trying to do. And taking that, what I wish I would have known and, using that for our other girls, like our younger pitchers or our other graduate transfer, Alex Storocco, mm-hmm. a lot of the same challenges she has, I went through it. And so we're very close and we're able to talk through a lot of the things that I learned. Um, but really I'm just trying to be a sponge and soak up anything Coach Rocha has to tell me because I think she's amazing and I want to learn forever from her. Right. Right. So, I mean, silly question. How's the team looking? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of people are able to see this year because of the battle series being aired on ESPN. That's right. Um, And it's so funny because, you know, we split up the teams, however, but it's literally like watching a World Series game, our inner squads. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do because they're they're so talented and they've got something going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, if, if not back in the, in the finals again, I mean, there's going to be a lot of surprise people. So, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so season ended, you, uh, you moved on to play pro in the newly formed WPF. Uh, like, yes. I, like I said, with the USSSA pride, uh, was, was playing pro always on the long-term goals list or was it just something that, you know, just came to you? It was definitely something that just came to me. It was, it's like a dream, you know, growing up, I remember watching the pride when Kat was on it and, you know, Lauren was on it. I remember they had come to Austin one year, one summer, and we all like went and watched. It was the battle of the best, like Jenny versus Kat. And my mom took me and I got, I remember just being so starstruck. And it's like, now that I'm playing for the pride, it's like, I'm a little girl again. Um, but it it was definitely a shock. I I never thought that would happen to me. Um, and you know, now that my life is set on this pathway, like I'm so grateful. Mm. But like I just I kind of set a ceiling for myself where it's like, okay, I come here and I win my national championship, and then it's like, okay, I go into the real world and I get married, and then I'll probably just you know start my job, whatever, <laughs> whenever I get a job, right? Um. And then I remember the day after the World Series, I got called up by Kelly Crutchman, who's like a softball legend. Yep. And she's the head coach of the Pride. And she was like, hey, you and, and I wasn't drafted in the college draft. I wasn't drafted by either WPF or Athletes Unlimited. So I was just like, you know what? It's, it's going to be okay if my career ends. Like it ended on the highest of notes. Yep. And then Kelly Crushman calls me and she's like, I love your style. I love what you're about. And I want you to come play for the pride. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I couldn't believe it. it was real life. It was so amazing. Well, first of all, just that like she called me because it's Kelly Crutchman. She's one of the greatest players of our time. And like she wanted me to come play professionally, which is something I never thought I would ever do for the pride. Who's like one of the longest standing professional teams. It's something that I looked forward to as a little girl. Like I still have my t-shirt that I bought at that game and it's signed by all the players. And it's like, I, it was like a dream come true. And then they were like, all right, well, we're buying your flight. You're leaving next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. It's, a, yes, it's like a full circle moment, really. I mean, yes. Wow. 
And I got, so I had mentioned before that during quarantine, I was able to work out with friends I had grown up with. And one of those friends is Taylor Ellsworth, who played at Texas and she finished her last season at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. She had signed with the Pride like a couple days before I did and I didn't know. And so I got to, you know, a girl that I've known since I was 14 years old. She's now my catcher. Wow. And we're playing professional together. That's and we are living together. That's amazing. During the summer. And so it was like one another one of those moments where it's like you're exactly where you're meant to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I I know I know it was brand new. It's like a brand new league. But I mean, it seems like Lauren and her leadership crew really have something special on the rise here. Would you agree? Absolutely. Lauren is one of the best personalities and she works so hard. And I think she's making people really excited about this league. Mm. And, you know, the whole summer, people are coming off of Jocelyn and they're coming out to see her. Like we're selling out of stadiums for people to see Jocelyn. So this season, it was really about getting the league out there, getting little girls excited about it and then just kind of showing them like what could happen and what they could achieve. And it's all really, really exciting. And Lauren's doing a great job trying to get sponsors and new teams Mm -hmm. and, you know, people to just invest in what we're trying to do. Yeah. And I'm sure that it's definitely going to happen. I mean, the fact that, you know, OKC is coming in and Dallas, Brandon Phillips from the, you know, major league baseball, Cincinnati Reds has a team now. I mean, that's, that's going to be huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's only growing. Yeah. For sure. Like, I, I can't wait to see, you know, where it's going to go. Me either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're, so you're back next year or that would be this year now. Yes. So you're back this year. Is it, yes. so when you signed, was it like a two-year deal or was it like a, or is it just a yearly deal? Um, my, my contract will be up in 2024. I know there are different contracts that people sign. Right. Um, but yes, I will be playing with the Pride this summer. Nice. Nice. Can't wait to watch. Thanks. Um, <laughs> all right. We have a little thing that uh, I like to end the podcast with. I, uh, okay. I call it Player Association. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out some names to you. You okay. talk about them as much as you want. If you have a story, let it fly. It's up to you. Whatever you want to say about it. All right. All right. First one, I'm probably going to botch the last name here. Nicole Ochanicki. Oh, my Ocho girl. She is the reason that I got through college. That is my, she was my catcher my freshman year all the way. Well, she was actually one of the seniors um, who was a senior during COVID. So she did not get that year back. And she was already in line for PT school. So she was not able to come back for her fifth year, but that she is my rock. She's the reason I got through undergrad. Uh, she, I can't say enough about her. Like as a scared little 18 year old freshman, she is the one who got me through everything. And she's coming to my wedding and <laughs> we still keep in touch and talk pretty much almost every week. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. She was, she was my catcher. Right on. Uh, next one, Miranda Holguin. Oh, that is my best friend. She's actually my maid of honor. Oh, wow. um, okay. She was my roommate that I was talking about during the uh, the snowstorm. Um, oh, she was my right freshman on. roommate, my very first roommate when I got to college, um, staying in the dorms. She was my hotel roommate for every road trip we were on. I cannot say enough about the girl. We talk every single day. She is one of the greatest things to come in my life. Nice. Nice. And she was my shortstop. There we go. There we go. Uh, next up, I have uh, Jordy Ball. Oh, my Jordy girl. That girl is a lion. She um, seems like she is. Like She's intense. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know, they asked us during the World Series, like how we would describe our little pitching trio, me, Nicole, and Jordy. Mm-hmm. And we said Jordy was the fire. Nicole was the ice and I was the sass. <laughs> and that is so true. Me and Jordy. And now that I'm in a different role with Jordy, I've played with her and I'm able to learn from her. Mm. She is just so special and I cannot see where she goes and what she does. She's, she's amazing. I oh, can't say enough. Her up, her upside is ridiculous. Like uh, I can't wait to watch 
like the next three years for her because it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, another thing about Jordy is shit like we were on the same page. She knows that softball is not the end all be all. Mm -hmm. But look what she's doing for everyone. Like, look what she's doing for little girls. Oh, yeah. Because of softball. And I think that is the best part of her. Yeah. Uh, Next up, I have you just actually just mentioned her Taylor Ellsworth. Taylor Ellsworth. Uh, I'm uh, she's been one of the reasons that I've been able to leap into this new stage of life so seamlessly. And we're just kind of taking the punches as they roll. And, you know, she she's been great for me and I've been great for her. And we're just kind of going through life blind, but we're going together. And that's that's what's the best part about it. That's the only way to do it. Go at it blind. Yes. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, uh, Coach Patty Gasso. Coach Gasso. She is, I think, one of the most incredible women I women I've ever met. Um, every she's so wise. Like I, she's helped me. It's so funny because she always knows when something's off with me and it's because it shows through my play and she's so able to just pull me aside and have a conversation. And like, she's seen me at every emotional, um, like spectrum. She's seen me angry. She's seen me cry. She's seen me the happiest I've ever been. And she's so, she just takes me as I am and loves me for it. And, you know, there's a definition of a godly woman and she's that. I can't say enough about her. I'm so grateful to have played for her. She's the reason why I wanted to come to Oklahoma. Like I, I had to play for that woman and I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful that I did because she, she turns girls into women. And I don't know if I'm (laughs) ready to say I'm a complete woman yet, (laughs) but I know under her that I'm getting there and I I hope she can say the same. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Actually uh, something just, popped into my head when you said you know she saw you at at your happiest and that when you said that that picture of you when you guys received the trophy (laughs) and the look on your face I was like that is such a great shot of hope because I mean that is just like wow I just won the women's college world series that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it looked like right that's I mean that's going to be a picture you have to get framed on your wall it has to be yeah (laughs) that picture is so funny because every once in a while it goes viral again yeah and people will tag me in it and it's it's so funny every time I look at that because really what was happening was Jocelyn had just taken all her pictures and done her interview with the trophy Mm -hmm. and she had just handed the trophy to me and I was like whoa this thing's heavy and that's (laughs) what that shot was okay was me getting the trophy for the first time and realizing how heavy it was yeah because it's a it's a big trophy made out of wood and gold yeah yeah. And that thing is heavy. And then I was like, whoa. Yeah. I guarantee <laughs> you. That is so funny. I can guarantee you this, this Women's College World Series. I bet you that'll be posted again. And it's going to have one of those captionless photo. You know what I mean? <laughs> guarantee yeah. it. Hey, if not, I'm going to do it. <laughs> what, a, what a way to end the podcast. Hope, listen, I got to thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. This has been awesome. I wish you nothing but the best, you know this season with Oklahoma and then again with the pride and you know, I can't wait to watch you play. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was great. Awesome. Take care. Hope you too. I read the rules before I broke them. I broke the chains before they choked me out. Uh. Now I pay close attention. Yeah. Really learn the code. Uh-uh. I learned to read the map before Balance I hit the road. I know you never heard this before But I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war And I ain't wishing competition or fishing for it I'm just living in a system, conditions are poor I've been lost in the rhythm and misinformed Too many late nights hitting the liquor store Too many bad decisions, half-ass attempts No sweat, no fear, no blood, no tears I go hard, and I ain't making up no excuse I'm overdue, I don't do what I'm supposed to do Cause if you think about it, man, we're supposed to lose It ain't all picture-perfect ocean views No, I was a first-class rookie Taking out bullies in my all-black hoodie Man, a mystery, you know the history Get it or forget it, cause poof, I'm out of here I read the rules before I broke them I broke the chains before they choked me out And I paid close attention Really learned the code I learned to read the map before I hit the road We say, 
ninja. Yo, I've been high and I've been real low yeah. I've been beaten and broken but I healed though So many ups and downs, roughed up and clown We all got problems but we deal though I'm trying to do better now, find my inner peace Learn my art form and find my energy When my back's on the wall, I don't freeze up Now I find my inner strength and I re-up Here we go, I know I've never been the smartest or wisest But I realize what it takes Never dwell in the dark cause the sun always rises But gotta make it to the next day It's a feeling that you get in your lungs when you run But you're running out of air and your breath won't come Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted? Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.